Yo, 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 skirt bag. How you feeling, brother? We on the road, baby. We're fucking skirting off to Wilmington right now to go help Maggie move her shit. I'm going to stay there for a day or two, but other than that, we man, got mobile skirt bag. Yeah, mobile skirt bag. Um, So if the audio is fucked up, you guys know why. Um, At least you yeah, got a dude, nice uh, holder. Yeah, uh, dude, it's so funny because my phone holder, like, the way it sucks onto my car is like it's like st- like sticky shit, and it got so hot like over the weekend that it started melting, and it wouldn't like stay on. So thankfully, I got a day that wasn't like super hot, and it's like firm enough to stick. Ooh, yeah! God bless. We can yeah. see that beautiful mug. Oh yeah, I need to get a new one soon. A Not new a mug? mug. Not well. Well, yeah. I don't know. My mug has made it pretty far. Has done pretty well for me so far. So I don't know. Yeah, I think keep the mug, dude. Um, before we start getting into the sports, I uh, stopped at the gas station just now to fill up my car with gas, and I also got a um, Dr Pepper Dark Berry. So I'm gonna give that a little Ooh. quick little review first first taste test. Those are the new guys. I've been seeing some commercials about them. The yeah. berries. I've been doing it, and uh, yeah, I haven't. I haven't had one. See how it is. Austin uh, had one, and he texted me the other day. He's like, "Dude, you got to try it. It's really good." So, first thoughts: the aroma smells like I'm getting hints of Dr Pepper, which makes sense because it's Dr Pepper. But uh, let's go down the hatch. Also, some hints of berry. Oh, dude. Oh, that's fire flames. flames, dude. It tastes like, uh, <laughs> hold on. It tastes like, you know what it tastes like? It tastes like a soda version of like the blue slushy flavor. Oh. Like, yeah, you know, like the, like, and the mixed with some Dr. Like Pepper. With some Dr. Yeah, Pepper. bro. Yeah, dude, that's actually really good. That sounds fire. I'm going to have to go see if I can snag me strong, one of those. Strong nine out of 10 from the kid. Ooh, that's like up there. That's like a Baja Blast, bro. Well, Baja Blast is like fucking 11 out of 10, dude. Come on now. I know. And how does Taco Bell not even have it? Bro, don't even get me started. I went out on my lunch break yesterday to Taco Bell just to get a Baja Blast. I wasn't going to get food or anything. And I pulled up and I sat in line for like 10 minutes. And then I got to the window and I was like, hey, can I just get a large Baja Blast? And I was like, and they were like, oh, we're actually out of Baja Blast right now. And I was like, oh, do you guys have the freeze, like the slushy version? And they were like, no. And I was like. Well, can I get some tacos? Well, what the fuck are you open for? (laughs) I ended up just getting a Taco Bell box and, like, a Dr. Pepper. I was very disappointed. And they forgot my Diablo sauce again, so. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I saw that, and I was like, damn, dude. That's, like, tough scenes. Like, Baja Blast is, like, the best thing on the menu. On the menu. That's, like, what 70% of the people go to Taco Bell for. Yeah. Um. That's fine, dude. A lot of places forget sauce, which is annoying, too. Wawa forgot my sauce for my tendies the other day, but we persevered. We went sauceless on the tendies, and we made it through. Dude, it's annoying when they ask you what sauce you want, and then you tell them, and then they forget. Like, I get it if I, like, forget to say it twice or whatever, but they asked me what I wanted, and I told them. Yeah, that's that's annoying. It's different at Wawa because it's, like, and it happens all the time because, like, we DoorDash a decent amount. It happens with DoorDash when you say you want a sauce, you put in you want a sauce. So many times, Lex will put in that she wants a sauce, and then in the notes, she'll say, like, please don't forget the ranch, or please don't forget the blue cheese, right? And it's, like, they still forget it. But, like, sometimes it's, like, when you're making the thing, you just overlook it. Or, like, with the Wawa attendees, it's, like, I get it, bro. Like, it's, like, you you done, you put the whole bowl together, you put the tendies in, you put it in the bag, you're ready to go, you got other orders to make, you don't even fucking look at the sauce. Like, I get it, but it stinks when you get to it and you're like, oh, dude, no yeah. sauce. Well, the thing is with Taco Bell, it's like, the for me, the Diablo sauce, like, makes the meal. Like, tacos are good and shit, like, their menu is good, but when you bite into a fucking Crunchwrap Supreme or, like, a Gordita Crunch and you, you get that Diablo sauce mixed with the sour cream, uh, it just hits different, man. I like their, uh, I like their hot sauce. I think that's what I usually get is the hot. I haven't yeah. done the Diablo. I'm kind of bitch I, uh, man. I don't want to tear my butthole it's, apart, dude. It's not like it sounds way I worse mean, than it is. I care about the, the sanctity all. of my butthole and and how unsore it is. Well, you haven't lived until you fucking squirted six packets of Diablo sauce down your throat with no taco or anything. That's all I'm saying. Jeez, dude, Johnny just lagging like a motherfucker. This is tough. 
Um, but I think we're back. Yeah, it's probably going to, it might get a little worse once I get like closer to the boondocks on 17, closer to Wilmington. Yeah, your video just got shut down, but that's probably for the best. Yeah, that's all right. Ain't nobody watching us on YouTube. Nah. Um, and the, the video just like, it pulls more resources for the video and shit. So if you don't have to do the video, maybe your audio would just be Gucci. Should I just, should I just turn my video off? Yeah, bro. Do it up. All right. See ya. And then we can start talking. The Phils, the Phils, they let me down big time, dude, all the time. They, like, last time we were on here, they had a solid, like, West Coast road trip, took three out of four from the Dodgers, like, that's good shit. And then they come back, they drop two out of three to the Padres, drop two out of three to the Dodgers. Um, They split 1-1 in their first two games of a four-game series with the Braves. But it's fucking terrible. Game one, we fucking smoked them. I think it was 8-2 or 8-3 was the final, but it was, like, 8 nothing at one point. Um, last night we're down by two in the top of the ninth. Bryce Harper hits a fucking bomb to right two run home Homer. We're up by one. Then there's a man on third bottom of the ninth one out. So, okay. Sacrifice fly probably scores them. Right. But right. whatever uh, well, we can go into extras. Uh, Acuna hits, hits a good shot out to deep right center Roman Quinn was in center and Cassianos was in right. They're both there, ready to make the catch. They both goof. Neither of them make the catch. Runner scores easily. Acuna wasn't even trying at first. He wasn't even fucking. He thought it was just going to get caught. So he was like barely running. He ends up getting the second. Um, next batter comes and hits a shot over, like a line drive over second base. It drops in front of Roman Quinn. Um, Acuna scores from second. Phillies lose. And then uh, I saw that uh, I saw the Roman Quinn play on Instagram today, and I was, I didn't know the context of it. I didn't know it was like in the ninth. Huge inning, dude, <laughs> that's tough. I mean, even if he makes the catch, runner still scoring from home. He's fucking Acuna. His arm isn't like that. Um, but at least then you know you're tied. You got two outs. Hopefully we can just move on, right? Like right. try to get him in the tenth. But no, nah, we ended up losing. Fucking Dookie. It's. Are you guys still sitting huh? around five hundred? Yeah, I don't think we can crack five hundred. We're not we're not destined to crack five hundred this year. What? Uh, were you sitting? Uh, were you sitting in second or in the east? Yeah, I think what? we're still in second. Um, the Mets have twenty nine wins. Um, they sh- they should have thirty. They fucking I had like a extra inning game last night back and forth we're 20 and 23 we're in second but the braves are also in 20 or 20 and 23 and they're in third um and we so hopefully we can win these next two games against them we'll be two games ahead of them but still we're both sitting eight back from the mets yeah these next two games for you guys are kind of big honestly dude because it's like any games you get against the nles that's not the mets like you got to take advantage of yeah Oh yeah, I think Mets had like the same scenario, dude. They had they were getting smoked. They had a seven run eighth, um, and then gave up three in the bottom of the eighth, scored one, I think, to take the lead in the ninth. And then the Giants had two in the bottom of the ninth to walk it off. Damn, that sounds like a fucking awesome game to watch. Yeah, dude, thirteen twelve. Yeah. Um, baseball's getting hot in the streets, man. We're starting to get to that point in the season where it's like, it's not, the season isn't new anymore. And it's like, games are starting to matter a lot more. And it's not just like, how hot can you start? It's like, all right, well, how can you like maintain your, how you play? Yeah, dude. And consistency is going to start to matter a lot more, yep. which uh, that's, that's where the Phillies suffer. Hey, they're consistently the Yanks- 500. Consistently just below 500. They literally, I don't know the last time they were above 500. Like, first game of the series, they won that one 2 1. That's probably it. Um, Yanks look good, dude. 30 and 13, sitting up top top of the league. Uh, I don't think anybody's got 30 wins. No, they were the first uh, team to 30 Dodgers, wins. Dodgers and Mets both have 29. Um, The Yanks have. Kind of gotten hit by the injury bug a little bit. Chad Green's out for the season. He's getting Tommy John. Chapman has uh, something wrong with his Achilles. He's probably heading to the IL. 
which honestly I'm fine with, dude. He's been struggling pretty hard lately. Um, and Clay Holmes has been the most dominant relief pitcher in baseball. I think he's gone like 23 straight innings without giving up a run. Um, John Carlos Stanton left the game yesterday with tightness in his calf. I think he was supposed to get an MRI today. DJ LeMahieu was scratched from the game right before the game yesterday with some wrist uh, pain or something. I don't know. I think he might be playing today. I haven't looked at the lineup yet. But, dude, the fucking Orioles have been a thorn in our side all year, and it's pissing me off, dude. It's like, how can we beat every other team except the Orioles? I don't get it. But it's hard to complain about anything when you're the best team in baseball. So, Yeah, but... I mean, the points that you raise are valid because the injuries have always plagued this team. And you guys have been relatively healthy, you know, the first two months of the season. So, and wherever a lot of the other teams have had, you know, not like big injuries, but your everyday knocks and stuff. Um, And that's something that the Yankees have, you know, avoided so far in large part. And you got to think they're going to start coming at some point, just, you know, law of averages. Right. Um. And there's a, still a lot of ball left. Like, it's not the beginning of the season. It's not a new year. But there's still a it's lot still of ball left. a lot left. of ball left. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jose Trevino's an absolute stud, dude. He's a We picked him up in the offseason, and he's kind of just like we picked him up as a replacement for Gary, and he's a really good defensive catcher. Doesn't really have a nice bat, but last night, Yanks went down. Uh, they were up 2 nothing on the Orioles. Orioles tied it up. I think they went up. 3-2. Trevino hits a home run to tie it in, like, the fourth. Then the Yanks go down 5-3, and then Trevino hits a two-run double, I think, or single to tie it up in the seventh. End up going into extra innings. Bottom of the 11th, Jose Trevino's back up again. All right, so it looks like we lost Bainson, but uh, hits another I think RBI we might just try to keep moving game, on until he comes he back. Was, dude, um, he was, like – Get into some fantasy baseball. Apparently, he's been a, a Yankees um, fan his whole life. I beat like Jordan, and, and his dad passed Jordan's away. all talking all this shit. Yankees fan. Um, and so he was like rounding first base. talking about how this isn't good. Yeah, this is tough. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, I think we're good now. Um, what were you saying? Um, you, I, I couldn't hear you at all. So I just started talking about fantasy baseball. That's fine. Um, Jordan, I was beating Jordan to like start the week. And then Jordan started talking all this shit. He came back Friday, Saturday and was beating me. Um, and then, or maybe it was Thursday, Friday, whatever the last day of the fantasy baseball week is, he was beating me going into that last day. I ended up smoking him 474 to 415. Um, but nobody – I think the third highest scorer in the league had 385. So I was like, damn, dude, that's tough. But fuck you for talking all that shit, boy. Dude, um, that's tough because he hit me up like on that – like I think Friday and was like, hey, between us, like you got to shout me out on the pod if I beat Kenny because um, pretty much for, for what you said. And I was like, yeah, dog, I got you. And then I was like – he kind of made it seem like he, he was win- like he was going to win or like he already won. So I was like very ready to talk that shit. But then you said you pulled out a Vic. You beat his ass. Yeah, dude, it was. He was texting me, and he was like, "Yo, um, you gotta talk about it on the pod." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Nah, dude, I don't know if that's gonna make it in there." And he's like, "That's fake." I was like, "That's not fake. I'm being straight up with you. I'm gonna let you know that if you beat me on the pod, I'm not gonna go out of my way to talk. Or if you beat me in fantasy baseball, I'm not gonna go out of my way to talk about it on my podcast. If, if you are coming on, feel free to talk that shit. I'm not gonna throw myself under the bus if I don't have to. Um, but." Uh. This this week I got Mayo and um This team's not very good. I No, it's not, but he's beating me, but he had a bunch of pitchers go last night. So I had yeah. a few a bunch of dudes hit the IL. So I moved them to my IL and what I did was I picked up an extra extra pitcher who I knew was starting and just like started them for the day, ended up getting me negative points and I was like, <laughs> fuck played <laughs> myself. I three of my pitchers got me negative points yesterday. Um oh, I think I finished tough. today with like seventeen points and he finished with like eighty. That's tough dude. Because um, for when the you daily have multiple total. pitchers when you have multiple pitchers going on one day, you're usually like, all right, that's good for like 
30, 35 points. At least, right? At least, nah. yeah. Um, he had Sonny Gray, too. Must have pitched a gem. Got him, like, 30-some points. Yeah, Sonny Gray has been a stud ever since he left the Yanks. I don't want to talk about it. Um, dude, speaking of <laughs> the other league that I'm in for fantasy baseball, it's a Yahoo League. And the way it's set up is kind of annoying because we're only allowed one IL spot for everybody. Like, mm-hmm. and I have to just, like, sit people that are, like, on the IL for 15 days. Like, I have Lance yeah. who just hit the 60-day IL, but I don't want to let him go because when he does come back down the stretch, he's going to be good for me. But, um, so I was trying to fix it. And then you can only set your lineup once. Like, you set your lineup once, and then it's locked for the week. So, like, if someone goes down midweek, you can't, like, change it out or anything. You just have to get fucked by it. So I was That's trying to I... drop players and fix my IL situation, and I accidentally dropped ja- uh, Jazz Chisholm. And I was like, fuck, dude, like, somebody's going to, like, so I texted the commish. She's my friend from high school. I was like, yo, dude, like, I accidentally dropped Chaz. Like, obviously, I didn't mean to do that. Like, why the fuck would I drop? He's been one of the best players in, of the year so far. And he was just yeah. like, he was just like, well, I hope I'm high up on the waivers. And I was like, fuck you, dude. That's so, I was so mad at myself. That's tough. And I, if it's the same as fantasy baseball or fantasy football for Yahoo, I know in fantasy football, if you drop somebody, you can't pick them up on the next waiver run. Nope. Cause I've fucked up before and I've dropped somebody by accident. He has to clear waivers and then you can pick them up, which yep. isn't going to happen when you drop a stud, yep. especially now that you told your commission, everybody knows, or he knows at least Yep. I shouldn't like have some people anything. might not even know. Yeah. I shouldn't have just said anything. and just, hopefully he like slipped through, but I was hoping yeah. that I would hit him up and be like, he could like switch, like fix it for me. Cause I was trying to drop a kill Badu of the tigers and I accidentally dropped jazz Chisholm Cause they were like right on top of each other. And I was yep. like, maybe he can just fucking slide him back to me. Cause obviously like, that's a mistake. I, that wasn't like a meaningful, like I didn't mean to do that, but yeah, nope. that's tough. He's had, he has like 96 points on the year right now for me. And there goes that guy. So I'm fucked. I'm kind of yeah. That's that that's really tough. Just like all right, fuck this league. I'm only. I don't really like the Yahoo Fantasy Baseball anyway, dude. The way it's set up with the fucking with the fucking one IL spot and you only set your lineup once and you can't make like changes and stuff throughout the week is mad annoying. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Well, actually, that's not true. The number of IL spots, I'm sure the commissioner could change, but the way you set your lineups and shit, like that's probably just a Yahoo thing. Yeah, and he was so we have like three or four IL spots, but he was like, "We're only using one." Uh, Yahoo just won't let me change it. So, and I didn't know that when we started. So I had like two or three guys on my IL, and then he texted me and was like, "Hey, just like to let you know, we're only using one IL spot." And I was like, "Oh, well, that's kind of fucking stupid. Why would we do that?" Yeah, especially like for fantasy baseball, the um the lineups are so deep. Yeah, dude, the um, amount of people that get hurt. Right, like, like you have and and Yeah, you have like like I know in ESPN you have we have first, second, shortstop, third, catcher, then you have a first and third flex, you have a shortstop and second flex, and then you have I think six outfielders and then two utility spots. Yep. And, and then, then what, eight pitchers, staff. eight yeah. starting pitchers. Like, that's so many players, and you're going to say that I can only have one IL spot between all those starting spots? If it's fantasy football, and we have, you know, there's like 10 players on your team, like tops, like starters, and if those are just one IL spot, like, I would be fine with that, right? Like, I like I prefer two, um, but, like, whatever. If I'm only going to get one, like, that's no biggie, because I only need to start, like, eight. And my bench is six deep, so it's like I my bench is almost twice the size, like the same size as my starting lineup, so I should be fine. Right. But right. in baseball, one isn't just not enough. I got two on. I got three, two or three on mine right now. In ESPN. Um, but let's let's move on. Yeah, that's the only one that I'm in. Yeah. Let's move on to the Premier League wrap up, the finale. The finale. What a weekend it was. Everybody played at 11 on this Sunday. Everybody played the last game. Um, Dude, City were looking just like uninspired, I'll say. And I think that's something that I felt about this City team for a long time. And I don't know if it's Pep 
I I don't know. I don't know if it's the personnel, but it's like uh, I just lost Johnny. But with with Pep and them, dude, we're just the team is just so laid back, and that's the way his style goes. Um, he you know cool, calm, and collected. But it's I don't know if it works. Um, in in those big games, they seem not to show up for the big games. Like the cool, calm, and collected is good throughout the season, right? Like throughout most of the Premier League season, throughout most of the FA Cup and, you know, uh, the the English League Cup, it, it, it works pretty well. Um, and then also throughout all of the uh, all of the, the Champions League group stages and most of the knockout rounds, you know, it works. But sometimes, you know, you got to you got to go hard. You got to be a little more intense um, and and you can. You you gotta just I just go harder and some of those city players some of the games they don't have it they don't step up to that moment they try to play cool calm and collected um, all the time and it just doesn't work but they they go down it's one nothing at half they're losing to Aston Villa um, Johnny's coming back in let's get the boy um, I was just welcome back I was just going off about uh about the uh the city boys and Pep's play style and how I don't I don't know they're they're very calm, cool, calm, collected. That's how Pep plays and it works most of the time, but it doesn't always work. Um in the big games they they don't show up for big games always with that intensity. So like, you know, Premier League, ch- you know, Championship Sunday, you're only up 1 point on on Liverpool in the league, must win game. You got to assume Liverpool are going to win. They're, you know, a, one of the best teams in in the world. And like it's a must win. You win, you take care of business, and we go home, we celebrate, everybody's happy. It's Aston Villa, it's fucking let's mash them four five nothing. Right. That's not what happens. We're down one nothing at half, and it's the counterattacks, dude. This city team is so susceptible to the counterattack. Down one nothing at half, down two nothing shortly after half. Um and then it, you know, it takes a miraculous effort, and City score three in five minutes, five and a half minutes, something like that. Um, they somehow, by the grace of God, go on to win this game three two. They they lift the title at the end of the day. All was well at the end of the day, lifting the title. Um, but the way we got there was shaky, and the fact that we needed those heroics was less than ideal. And it's not something that I. I would wish upon my my worst enemy. Big uh, twenty twelve victory QPR vibes when Mint yeah. or Aguero scored that one late um, to give him the the title. But um, it's great, dude. Um, did for, you did you see for what, Premier League? Did you see what happened at the uh, Liverpool game? I saw the one fan like put up three two to Mo Salah when he scored. Because they ended up winning 3-1. So I think Salah scored to go up 2-1 or maybe to go up 3-1. Oh. And he thought that they had a chance to win the title. And I saw a Liverpool fan was like 3-2, like holding up 3-2. And Salah's face was just like, ugh. Yeah, dude. Someone started a rumor that City had like uh, conceded and like went down a goal when Liverpool was up. So like the whole stadium erupted and it just spread. And like all the Liverpool fans were going crazy. But it was just like a complete fucking lie. <laughs> Yeah, I I did hear about that. I think um, I I heard that. Uh, yeah, I I heard that they they think that City gave up one late to put the score to three three. Because if we drew and Liverpool won, um, they would have been ahead on points. Right. We would have you know they would have jumped us in points and they they would have won the league if we drew and they got a dub. Um, but. Four Premier League titles in five years. Yeah, that's a nice little run, that's, dude. You guys need to get a that Champions is a good League run. under your belt, though. I know, I know. The Champions League has been so elusive. Um, but four and five is is really hard to do. Although, like you know, Man U wasn't hasn't been like Man U of old. Right. Like Liverpool has been amazing, better than they've been. You know, like. I don't know if I want to say historically because they've had some good teams, but like I feel like you know this is like this is the first time they're like a giant giant of England, um, and Chelsea's always been there. Tottenham has been really good over that stretch, um, 
and they took care of business and they'll finish fourth in the league this year to get Champions League ball next year due to Arsenal really bottled that opportunity. Yeah, that's tough. We we both really thought that they were going to be playing Champions League ball next year. We were both pretty high on them. They're just more of a fun team to watch than Tottenham, dude. I fucking hate Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, Son was him and Salah were the joint golden boot winners with 23 goals each throughout the campaign. Fucking love Son, dude. He had a, like a sneaky good season. I don't feel like I didn't really hear much of him all year. Yeah, because he's on Tottenham and they're born. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Salah was also the playmaker of the year with the most assists in the league. I think he had thirteen. Um, and I think I think Trent Alexander Arnold had twelve. Um, but Jurgen Klopp was named Premier League Manager of the Year, which I think is kind of fucking whack. Um, hey, he didn't win the fucking title. Didn't win the league. Didn't didn't have the most wins. Um, he had less loss. He had one less loss and two more and one yeah one loss and two draws and less or I'm retarded. One draw <laughs> less. One loss less. Two draws more. Um, but Pep had an extra win and like Liverpool had. Mo Salah, who was the Golden Boot winner and the Playmaker of the Year, and you had the number two assist man, and you had Sadio Mane, who had a great year in both goals and assists. Um, it's it's like Pep obviously got a lot more from different pieces and like spread it around, and like everything was more like the goal scoring and the assists and the playmaking, like everything was spread out between a much broader range of players. So I, I mean. I guess on one hand you could say, oh, that means that City have better players everywhere, or it's Pep's play style makes it better for everybody to get involved. Right. Like we have always have our our like you know everybody's getting involved all the time, um, and then it's more like a couple guys were were balling for Liverpool this season, but whatever. Um, Jurgen's a hell of a coach. Um, that's a good he squad. Signed an extension, right? Didn't he? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think he did. I think, I think I saw Reed post something about that on his Instagram story. Um, but we got the Champions League final coming up this weekend, Saturday, three o'clock. Oh, it's on Saturday? Um, Yeah, this Saturday, three o'clock. Oh, shit. I thought it was on Sunday, dude. Nah. That's weird, isn't it? Always on Sunday? No, it's always Saturday. What? Yeah. Oh, well, it's a good thing you told me because. You would have missed it. No, nah, I probably would have figured it out by then, but I had plans to like go golfing and stuff, but I want to be like home and a few beers in me before yeah. that game starts. Yeah, because we got your boys, Real Madrid, and Jurgen's boys. Your boys and Jurgen's boys. Jurgen's boys. Um, Real Madrid and Liverpool. Dude, I think it's going to be a great game. I think um, Real Madrid, dude, they've – they're really their wingers are gonna have to be huge. Like Vinny is gonna be big in this game, yeah, because of how forward Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold Arnold get you. When they're pushing up, you gotta try to expose them out there, right, dude? Get in I mean, behind they, them. And I think it's gonna be a great battle between Virgil and Benzema all night. I think mm-hmm. it's, I think that's gonna be brilliant to watch. Um, I'm excited. I am a little I, scared about our defense against. I think you Mane should be in Salah. I will. I will say yeah. that it's not the defense of the last time we played them in the final with Ramos and Duran and Carvajal. But yeah, no, your defense was shaky at best, especially the first leg of that Man City game, dude. You guys looked rough. Yeah. Um, but I think if you can just you know be composed. In the final third, like your defense can't try to win the game. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, don't try to like be amazing. Don't try to be better than than you are. Just you know, play within yourself. Keep balls in front of you. Keep players in front of you, and like that kind of thing. And I think you know that's that's like the best way to try to contain them. But they're both so shifty, so fast, so talented with the ball at their feet, and and they play well together. So it's it's going to be tough uh, for Real Madrid to contain that offense, but. It's going to be a fun game, and as a neutral fan, I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, I, I just hope we get a get a fun, exciting um, game, dude. It's been a while since the Champions League final has been, like, riveting, you know what I mean? Yeah, the last one was fucking City-Chelsea. That was, like, a one nothing game. That was Or City... 
Yeah, City Chelsea. Yeah. Um, one nothing game. It, it, that wasn't great. Other than the fact that my team lost, it was like boring to watch because that was you know Pep possession ball and Tuchel parked the bus. Yep. <laughs> um, but I think this is a much more direct play style. Um, we'll go go on to our Union real quick. They finally get a win. They post a two nil dub against the Portland Timbers this Saturday. Um, it, it feels like the first time in a long time that they've secured three points in a, in a match. They've just been getting a lot of draws, which has been keeping them at the top of the table. But, um, it's good to see them finally get three points. They have, uh, 13 games played. They're sitting at top of the East with 24 points, but New York city or NYCFC only have 12 games played and they have 23 points. So when, um, they would jump them, but. I mean, solid, solid outing from the boys. Couple of good goals. I saw the highlights of that game. Um, dude, and the then, MLS yeah, the West is dude, like LAFC is nice. Yeah, dude, they're gaining some traction. Like they're just getting more popular, and like some of them are getting some bigger names, and they're having some more exciting moments. Like that's what you need. Yeah, it's exciting because it's like, oh, it's like. Even just like the quality of the sport is getting better because of the attention that it's getting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think you need like those big, just have like those exciting moments of like shit that happens that you can put out on Twitter and it'll get retweeted a fucking million times. You know what I mean? Right. right. Put it on TikTok and it'll get a shit ton of views. Like that's the kind of stuff that's going to expand the sport. Um, but we'll get off the MLS, hop into the NBA. We can bitch and moan, or I can bitch and moan more about these fucking people that run the shits. Yeah. The uh, all NBA teams came out. <clears throat> and on the first team, we've got Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Doncic, Jason Tatum, Giannis, and Jokic. On the second team, we had Steph and Ja, DeMar DeRozan, KD, and Joel. Third team. Chris Paul, Trey Young, LeBron, Pascal Siakam, and Carl Anthony Towns. And I, the runner-up to the MVP, he's not even good enough to be on the – he's not even top yeah. five in the league. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. And this year they were like, positions don't matter for all NBA. It should just be the top five players. Right. Um, because people were like, oh, well, Jokic and Embiid are both centers. So only one of them can make first team. But it's like, but they literally were like, no, nah, like, positions don't matter, blah, blah, blah. And plus, dude, just put – like, honestly – if I was making the the team list, I would probably put Luca, Tatum, Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic, right? And then Booker gets the boot, and it's tough because Booker was the best player on the best team, but it was you know they were good like outside of him, right? right? Like Chris Paul is right here on third team, and they're right. they play together. You know what I mean? Um, that's that's what I would have done, but I mean I'm not a voter. It's whatever. Embiid snubbed again, dude. The- it it doesn't just boil down to just the NBA. I feel like a lot of sports have this with, like, the rewards and stuff. I mean, we were talking about this a few weeks ago with, like, MLB, how they have, like, the beat writers that vote for, like, Hall of Fames. It should be an in-league thing where the players vote. They know the sport yeah, the, the players best. should they have know the community the best. They should have the majority vote, dude. Maybe have a few, like, media people vote that have been there for, you know, 10 years and have good fucking credentials on their resume, but... It's just fucking stupid how they leave it up to people that have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Dude, I was watching um I threw Pat McAfee show on the other day. I think like that's gonna be my like go to like, I love it, dude. I watch it every day. I think I'm gonna start doing that. Like just like throwing well, it on. I'm not real work. busy with work right now. I'm not real busy, so I'm not really working too much. But like yeah, just like throwing it on and like It'll be my fucking sports news, and it's going to be way better than whatever fucking ESPN has run in. Oh, for sure. Because it's just – those sports shows are so often – it's just people that don't know the sports yelling at each other. Whoever yells the loudest and whoever, you know, will not give up the fight the longest, they they win the fight. That's the way it fucking works on those shows. Right. And it's fucking stupid. You get J.J. Reddick on there who's been fucking doing sports com- – like sports analysts, basketball an- analysts for like – Two months, and he fucking toasts everybody on those shows because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're just talking out their asses for a hit. Yep. For a soundbite. And they're so, like, overreactive to whatever's, like, been happening. But, like, Pat McAfee show I I was watching the other day, and it was, like, both, like, informing and, like, comical. And 
I enjoyed it. I didn't watch it for too long, but I enjoyed it. It's, so I might be turning to that a little bit more. It's what, noon to three every day, I think? So it's like the perfect amount. Is of that like, it? I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was think, earlier than that. I think it's noon to three every day, and it's just like not always like – I mean, there's always going to be like the sports headlines and stuff, but he always has some really dope fucking interviews on there too. Like uh, Bill Burr gets on there, and he'll talk for like 40 minutes and just chat shit with Pat and like the boys on the show or – He'll have, like, sports doctors on where they talk about, like, NFL concussion protocols and stuff. And Dude, it's just such a superior sports show to anything that's on, like, live TV. Yeah, dude, I think I think that's what I'm going to turn to. And he's got the fucking life, man. He was yeah. he punted for a, for a hot minute. He's, like, he's got a great personality, um, so it works. But, like, now he's, like, whatever, I'm going to do an everyday sports show. People are going to tune in. And it's huge. And he did it. And he's fucking got stupid paid by FanDuel for it. Yeah, like $30 million or some shit like that. Because nobody nobody does it like he does it, right? Like, he's, he's having fun with it. Like, that's all it is. He's having fun with it. And he's taking every opportunity he has just to make his name a little bit bigger, like, in every circle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... He gets the viewers, and he like he has fun when he does it, and you know he's like unop- unapologetically like himself, and it's it's good shit. Um, yeah, but, he doesn't need to do anything for clicks, which is what every fucking TV sports show does. Yep, yep. Baby um, bullshit. But in the NBA, in our sports world, we got um, the Warriors and Mavericks series. Mavericks just won Game Four to. Uh, avoid the sweep they are now that series is now at 3-1 um going back to San Fran I imagine the Warriors get the job done they play They've been pretty dominant no that game's tomorrow I believe oh the Celtics game's tonight right S- Celtics heat they're at 2-2 in this series now and I think Jimmy Butler's hurt I'm not sure if he's playing tonight damn um I know we got hurt a couple games ago Boston were unable to win that one, but then they won game four. Um, but we'll see. Obviously, I got money on Boston, like a little bit of money, so pulling for them. But, like, I would love to see Jimmy fucking grind it out and get himself a ring. Yeah, me too. I'm, I honestly, whatever team, if it's – because I'm rooting for the Mavs. Like, the Mavs have been my team for two rounds now just because I like Luka. But yeah. I don't see them getting past the Warriors, dude, especially now that it's 3-1. Um, yeah, definitely. So, now I just – I don't know. I'm so I'm not I I'm not like a Warriors hater. I'm just at the point with them where it's like, okay, like we get it. Like we see you pretty much in the playoffs every year. You had pretty much a dynasty run a few years ago. Like I just want to see someone else win. Yeah, dude. Um that's the Steph effect. Yep. Cause it's just ridiculous, bro. He throws up the most outrageous shots and then they go in. Like, what the <laughs> and he fuck, hits them bro? and before they even hit, he's turn around fucking dancing to the yeah. crowd. <laughs> Dude, he's throwing up like, you know, behind his fucking head, he's facing the basket backwards, he's fucking launching threes from the logo, and then he's trotting back, dancing, and then swish. Like, what the fuck? This <laughs> is not like the series of events I was expecting. Do you think Steph is the greatest point guard of all time? Nah, nah, nah. Best shooter. He's the best shooter of all time. Point guard is too much of a facilitator, and Steph doesn't do enough facilitating. Yeah. Um, I don't. Honestly, Chris Paul might be one of the best point guards of all time. Um, Magic, Magic's up there. Magic's up there. There's a lot of good dudes. A lot of solid dudes but, at the point guard position. He, yeah, but I think Steph – I mean, he's already probably the greatest shooter in history. Like, in his career, is not even over. But um, I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, he was, like, a stellar point guard. They'll just say he was the greatest shooter. Yeah. What would you rather that, have the title if you were Steph? Greatest point guard ever or greatest shooter ever? I'd probably want greatest shooter. Yeah, probably. That's just more of, like, a exclusive title, I feel like. Yeah. Or – it's it's also more like there's more people that could be the greatest shooter. Like you could have greatest shooters ever from all different positions. Right, right. Like maybe the shooting guard. Yeah. But I mean, to be considered the greatest of anything and the world's greatest uh whatever, like, you know, league or whatever whatever you're doing. League. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're the fucking 
greatest uh i don't know greatest looks like something random maker. that people do yeah dude the greatest pancake maker of all time could you imagine <laughs> that i would i would love to have that title are you kidding me yeah fire me up bro come get some fucking hotcakes they hot don't like hotcakes hotcakes <laughs> um but we we can sc- scroll through uh, the NHL real quick. All right. We got the Oilers and the Flames in their series. Edmonton Oilers are up three one, and dude Connor McDavid is so good. He's just so so fast, so agile. Yeah. I don't know. He stops on a dime and he's on ice. They're on ice. It's like he's the only one that's not on ice. Like he's on like asphalt and he's wearing fucking Vans and he's playing in the fucking streets, and everybody else is on ice. That's what it's like when he plays hockey. Oh. All right, go ahead. I'll I'll roll through the rest of these NHL games. Be snappy. Um, so and then in the rest of these we got the St. Louis Blues and the Colorado Avalanche, and the Avalanche are leading their three-one. I got nothing nothing special to, to add to that game because I haven't honestly watched any of them. Um, and then we also have. The New York Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes. We got that series is tied to Rangers. Um, that's I mean that's a good one. That's the only one that's tight. Um, and it, it's it's fun because the Hurricanes have like been such a good team throughout the regular season for the past few years. Um, and the Rangers have just been like scrappy and like kind of like scrapping I was together. Say, wins, the Rangers and I like been it. Like a, um, it's fun to watch. Like teetering playoff team. Like they weren't like a high seed, right? Yeah, I don't think so, and they they haven't been like real dominant. Um, but they, I mean, they've been getting it done in the playoffs. So that's really all that matters. And then our last series, we got Tampa Bay Lightning sweep the regular season champs, Florida Panthers. The, the Lightning, the Lightning are like the fucking and our Warriors f- when it comes to playoff time, dude. Like past three years, yeah, just recently, yeah. though, like the past like. Three or four years, um, but it's tough. Our boy Claude Giroux bows out of the playoffs. Bring him back. I don't. I don't really. I don't really have. Yeah, dude, bring him back to Philly. I don't really have a favorite for these playoffs. I, I think it'd be cool to see Edmonton get one, just because I like their uniforms. Yeah, I kind of like Connor McDavid, but Rangers that's about just it. Because it's New York. Yeah, but then I gotta oh, listen yeah, to my Chris boys. Sure. Yeah, Chris is huge Rangers fan. So is Timmy. Timmy, I don't, I don't know if I call him huge, but he's a, he's a pretty big Rangers fan. Um, so it just wouldn't be too great listening to them. They wouldn't be bad with it, but like, damn, I I'd just have got to an hear update. it. So, John Carlos Stan is headed to the IL. Fifteen, I think. Damn, for how long? Ten or fifteen day. I don't know. I haven't. Or played. doesn't say. That is tough. Fuck. That's dude. tough. Um, I think we got, we got one more section in here of things that I want to talk about. It's the birds. Well, it's not really the birds. It's just the NFL. Um, so there's a bunch of unsigned, like good wide receivers still. Um, uh, Odell free agent. Julio Jones, free agent. Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton, wow. Emmanuel Sanders, and Cole Beasley, but he's kind of like a wash yeah. slot receiver. Like I think his time is come. Do you think the Birds go out and get, get another one? He he had a great role player spot. Dude, nah. Imagine OBJ, uh, fucking. Because we AJ dude, Brown we got Devonta Smith though. Yeah, that would be wild. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen. Honestly, um, Ian Rapoport was on Pat McAfee's show, and he was saying that he wouldn't be surprised if a couple of these guys, maybe or one or two of these guys, like don't get signed, and then veteran or like whoever's on the teams now are gonna get hurt, and then they'll be like, okay, like you know, now you need a receiver. You're halfway through the season. You're a contending team. Like, give me the bag, and I'll come play OB, for the rest of the OBJ. season. Yeah, I could see that too. I can see Odell doing ACL that. Tear. He, 
Yeah, well, Rappaport just said he could see, like, any of those big names doing that, but I think I could see OBJ doing that because look at him last year. He's like, yeah, um, Robert Woods went down. I got traded to the Rams, and look at us. We fucking right. won a Super Bowl, and I was a big part of that offense. How old is Odell? Is he, like, come, kind of coming close to the end of his um, career? But I think he's, like, 28, he's 29, not 100%, though. Oh, dude, for sure. For sure he's got a few years left at him. He's a stud, too. Um, Yeah, 29. I'm not going to trade for yeah. him in Fantasy Dynasty or anything, but I think he's got a few years left a, as a productive receiver. Uh, Yeah, if he's on a team by then, I'm not going to take him if he's not on a team. I, could I see think he him, will be though. I think he'll go somewhere. Team, I could see him being a huge like, uh, like guy that some like hits the waiver wire, and then like a lot of our teams like spend a big chunk of their fab trying to snag him when he does get signed. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, I, I saw kind of try um, to get ahead of that, that curve. I made with Emery like a month or two ago for Elijah Mitchell, where I traded uh, what's his name? Who yeah, went to Kansas City, and then Zach Ertz. Ronald Jones, and Ronald then it came Jones out the other day Ertz. that the 49ers are viewing him as their top back. So I was like, dude, if he stays healthy, like they're a heavy run off. So if he stays healthy, that could have been a fucking huge trade for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that's not true because I drafted Trey Sermon oh, yeah. in our rookie draft last year. And I don't have too many starting running backs. My teams are bad. I tried making a trade with Jake, and he was like, I want to RB1, and I was like... Well, you're not going to get one from me. I don't have an RB1. That's what I'm trying to trade with you. <laughs> my, team's, my team's pretty bad, too, but I think I've put myself in a decent position with some trades and, and kind of restructured my teams a little bit. Yeah, I don't have – my uh, my one team is really bad. I don't know which league it is. My one team's bad. My other team, I actually have some faith in. I've got some good young players. The, this year's rookie draft should be interesting. But – yeah, I've good I've good picks in both. I think I'm like the three and the four yeah, of my I have teams the with Dookie. Six and the eleven in the first round. I need to get a quarterback in our superflex too, league. Dude. That's what I need. Um I, I sent out a few trade requests, but nobody has responded I, uh, or countered or anything. We'll see how it goes. Block, but I've been seeing a lot of like things from him in the offseason where everyone's saying and Johnny's he's, like, going the best again. shape of his um, life and he's looking really good. So the other knows? thing that I want to talk about. I'm hoping that he can come back in here because we want to talk about this. But um, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, a few years ago, held out, said, "I'm not coming to training camp. I'm not. I'm not coming to preseason. Didn't play any of the preseason games. The Cowboys, you know, they buckled. They paid him. And since then, he's been fucking mediocre at best. Mediocre at best. He certainly hasn't earned the money that they've been paying him." Um, he's had a few injuries and their offensive line has had a few injuries. And I think, I think that's the big part of it is that their offensive line has taken a dip. Um, you know, the, the Cowboys O-line has had a lot of injuries over the past few years. And I think that's kind of led to a big play, a big part in Zeke's decline. And I think that's kind of, you know, part of the reason he's not living up to that big contract that they gave him. Um, but you know, uh, Waldo had actually said something to me um, on Twitter. Um, he was talking about how the the Patriots they never pay up for um, their they never pay up for running backs and never pay their running backs. Um, that's just the way it goes, and you know it's it's not a big deal. Like Damian Harris is still the best running back in that division. Um, that's what he was trying to argue. It doesn't matter that he didn't get a contract extension. Um, but I think you know. Zeke's decline, I think a lot of it, it just speaks to the life and the landscape of a running back, right? Like most of running backs peak early. Most running backs, like, like they're just not going to land or they're just not going to, they're not going to last. And if you don't pay them, then you're not going to have to pay them on the back end once they're washed. Right. Um, you know, and even look at CMC, right? Like you look at C, uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's had his last few years have been injury ridden. Um, and you know he he has the big one, and then you you come back from the big one, and 
it's tough because you, then you're subject to some of those soft tissue injuries, you know, like you might fuck your hammy or something like that. Um, like much more susceptible to those kind of injuries. And I think, I think it's like a, a, a bigger testament to, to Derek Henry and his longevity. Like how long has he been like at the top of the league, like a top five running back, just running motherfuckers over. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, and he's getting old, he's getting up there, but he's still doing it. Right. Like, it, it, it's time to trade him in Dynasty or you're going to get caught holding the Derrick Henry bag and then you're not going to know when to drop him unless, you know, he leaves the league. But overall, I mean, he's been so good for so many years and he's playing at, like, such a physical level. Like, he's, like, you know... J- um, I mean, he's, like, their only offense, too, dude. Then in, in other NFL news, we got we got Nick Foles. He signs with Indy. He's going to back up Matt Ryan there, back under Frank Reich. Um, I think that's a great move for them, honestly, because, you know, I love Frank Reich. Frank and Nick Foles were together for the Super Bowl run. And, you know, Matt Ryan's a great quarterback, but if he gets hurt, which, he, you know, he may, then you you can slide in somebody with experience and somebody who knows the offense and somebody who can definitely get the job done and make those throws. Right. Um, and then our final piece of news in the NFL we have Colin Kaepernick getting a workout with the Raiders um you know that's that's big for the NFL and I mean it might just be a PR stunt but you know the Raiders can use some good PR um given what they did last year and I was I was thinking this you know the the league owners just had their meeting um they're like you know the league meeting this week maybe they the owners got together and they're like all right guys Somebody, somebody's got to give Colin Kaepernick a uh, a workout here. You know, we're, we're getting too much heat. This dude's been working. He's not, he's not getting any real looks from any of us. So one of us just got to take one, and we got to, we got to host him for a workout. And uh, Raiders, you guys, you guys fit the bill. All, all the bad PR you've brought this league last year. Um, you know, you should, uh, you should, you should take this one. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to host Cap. Um. The the Raiders coach seems like a solid dude though. Like he he said a lot of good things, um, and he he had apparently told his coaches and GMs like a while back. Like if you guys ever want to get cap, I'm all for it. Like don't don't even worry about me. Like do it up, do it up. Um, so the Raiders they seem solid. Um, but that'd be funny if it was just like the league, the league telling them that they had to do it for the good PR. But um, I appreciate you listening. If you stuck around this far with all of Johnny's, you know, service mishaps. Hopefully this is a one-time deal on this here episode in this podcast. Um, But, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. You guys go. Have a good weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the weather. Hopefully it's nice. Get some Champions League ball. I'll be at the Mets-Phils game. We'll report on that next week. But uh, go make somebody happier than they were when they found you. Smooches.